Hey, fight fans. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges on our post-UFC 254 edition. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me on Twitter or shoot me a DM at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can find me on Twitter at DanUrbanMMA. Also, you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us, or follow us on Twitter at Couchside Judges. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating if you're able to, uh, if you like what we're doing here. And you can find the criteria used to score fights by professional judges and us alike at abcboxing.com. Dan, obviously we had a, a not only an eventful Fight Island pay-per-view, but really it was it was one of the best shows top to bottom, right? Save the best for last. For sure. Great show. And obviously, obviously I'll be heading back to Vegas next week, but our minds are squarely on the main event. And, and not only was this... And our eyes are squarely on the main event we just saw with Khabib Nurmagomedov getting the second round triangle choke of Justin Gaethje to reassert his dominance over the lightweight division. But with a twist, he walks away, leaves the gloves in the cage. Yeah, Khabib, is, he's very serious. I, I, I expect we never see him again. He just rides off into the sunset and 29-0, and 0, one of the best ever, and that's it. I'm, I'm disappointed you're right selfishly, but... If this is what he wants and this is what he has in his heart, at least right now, then I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, good for him. Uh, I had the privilege to, you know, interview him over the years. I watched him train at our gym at AMA Fight Club many years ago. I was at his UFC debut in Nashville. So, I mean, I was there the night that he won the championship against Ally Quinta. I've, I've been able to watch one of the greatest fighters of all time up close at so many steps of the way and had a unique perspective on him. And, and I, I feel blessed for having seen that he's a singular talent in this sport that, you know, comes along very rarely, very rarely. I mean, he, maybe Kamzat's going to be like him, but you know, you just never know. I don't want to even attach those expectations to, to Chimaev yet. I think that's premature, but yeah, I mean, there's certain promise there. But yeah, so Khabib wants to be done. He's done. Uh, he went out certainly with a, a fantastic performance, a triangle. Never would have expected that in a except, million years. Except not only has he done this before, this was how he won his professional MMA debut with a triangle joke. Wow. Bookends. Full circle. <laughs> it's wild. I was shocked at how uncomfortable Justin Gaethje looked. Um, He was on his bike the whole time and he, I, he I was couldn't get too. set i think what it was though is just it's just the simple fact that he knows he needs to stop the takedown he wasn't standing in the same posture they mentioned that on the broadcast you know he's he's kind of more in the a little crouch down wrestling stance ready to stop a takedown if needed so he wasn't able to be himself there uh and as much as it was surprising for, you know, even me too, I don't want to sit here like I just know something that someone else didn't, but like as much as it was surprising that he was able to look pretty good in the stand-up portion of the fight for, you know, the majority of the first round, you know, a lot of that had to do with the threat of the takedown. It's that's it really opens up his ability to do what he wants to do striking. You know, I mean, this isn't this isn't even a new concept. It's just we see it play out with one of the greatest takedown artists that MMA has had. Yeah, probably second only to GSP. I mean, that's if he's even second, too, if know? he's even second. Uh, yeah, I, I think you could debate that pretty hard because, I mean, sure, we've seen it's not like Nuragomedov. He gets his hands on you. It's over. We saw Gaethje was able to fight it off a little bit. But, I mean, he's just relentless with it, you know? 
Yeah, he had to keep him off long enough where he could land some damage. Uh, Trevor Whitman wanted Gaethje to throw more leg kicks in the second round. He said he wanted eight of them. I don't think he got any. I don't think he had time for it. The fight got down to the to the mat and into mount within a minute. I know, but he didn't do anything in that first minute. You know, it's easy to give advice as the coach, but it's up to the fighter to be able to execute it. And that's not me trying to criticize Justin. The the, the fact of the matter is it ain't easy. <laughs> Definitely not easy. Then when you have one of the greatest fighters of all time at his peak, and I mean, this was this was Khabib at his peak. Yeah, he this was peak Khabib, and he went out on top. He would have he would have stayed here. Nobody goes out on top like this. I think Khabib could have fought ten more years at this level. That's the one thing that, and I don't want to get into the whole goat conversation that's dominated basically ever since he made the announcement yesterday. But the one thing I want to say about how to consider the goat it. There's a couple ways to look at it. I think you can look at it as, well, what was his resume? And his resume, honestly, undefeated, he doesn't compare. But if you just look at the man and what he brings to the table at his peak, I mean, it's it's him and John Jones that are top two for me. That has to be him or him and John Jones. And that's the only fight that left that's left to make. Khabib versus John Jones. Open, yeah, open ob- Obviously, that's the fight. To make. <laughs> yes, that is the fight to make. Open weight. Weigh so whatever what, you what want. About, no, 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 forget it. That's silly, of course. We're having fun, but uh, but what about the 155 pound division? Where does where does this leave it without Khabib there? They have to do a tournament. That's what they have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna trust the tournament to get done in COVID times. No, it's got to be. It has to be that way. It, I, you just give Justin Gagey the next shot at whoever it is for the vacant belt. Yep, well, fine by me. Versus who though? Whoever shows up, I don't care. Because he wants to just fight get, right just away. Just get the belt around somebody. I look at Gagey as as the top guy. I mean, beat. Ferguson, who I thought would have been the top guy, you can't do a rematch there. So Gaethje versus Connor. I don't know. Gaethje versus Connor is fine to me. I actually don't mind that. What if they What if they pivoted and said, "Well, Chandler was the replacement for this title fight. Why don't we just give it to him?" Fine. All right. You're I so, don't you're, care. You're just happy. You want to see a... as long as it's Gaethje. Honestly, I don't want. Okay. I don't want Poye versus Connor to become a title fight. I don't I think. I don't will. think. I don't think that's going to be a title fight. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, stranger things have happened, of course. But I just, I'm just thinking of the UFC's perspective. Whenever they can put gold around Connor's waist, they'll they'll do their best. Well, it's too. dollar I mean, signs. This is obviously an opportunity too. So I, I would be, I'd be surprised if they passed upon that. But yeah, Gaethje is who I want. And if it's Connor who he faces, fine. If it's if it's Poirier he faces in a rematch, fine. If it's, you know, Chandler, I'm, I'm really okay with that too. I think they should do Ferguson versus Chandler, but not for the belt, for like just for funsies. Kind of a title title eliminator. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Look, I mean, if you end up booking fights anyway, like if you just say, okay, Gaethje's fighting against, you know, for example, Chandler, and then you've got Connor fighting against Poye, but you make one of them the title fight and then the winner fights the other, it's still a tournament. It's just somebody gets crowned before the final of the tournament. Yeah. I, I I'm wanna, fine with that. I want a big Whatever. tournament. I mean, everything works like a tournament, basically. You got a title fight and then you got a number one contender fight. And then they well, fight. not always. Jose Aldo got a title shot off a loss. Jose Aldo. Yeah, so jo- oh, Jose. Sorry. Now it's Jose. It's always been Jose. Where you been? <laughs> That's just a chill, chill line. <laughs> but uh, why don't we get into round one of this this main event that we had? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. This is a contested round here uh, that a lot of people, once they saw how the judges scored it, were not particularly pleased with the way it was scored. Uh, everyone watching, well, not everyone, a lot of people watching believed that Khabib won the first round. Did you? I did. I scored it for Khabib. I thought he was landing better striking, even though Justin rocked him and the light kick seemed to be doing a little bit of damage. The end when he got the takedown move to mount was attacking an armbar. 
thought that was good enough to give it to him. See, the the one problem I would have with with what you said is I don't think Gaethje or I don't think Khabib was the more effective striker. He was definitely keeping up with him. He was keeping up with him, but I think I think a lot of the perception is that wow, Khabib's actually looking pretty good in the striking, and then you overrate it. And I'm not saying that's what you did, but I do think that there are people who probably approached it like that, like wow, I can't believe Khabib actually is looking that good in the striking. But I mean, I noticed times where he got hurt, especially right before the takedown in that final minute. Yeah, he got wobbled. Gaethje clipped him a bit. Yeah, and I thought I thought that Gaethje was definitely leading in the stand up there, but. Even though I gave Gaethje that round watching live, I watched it again today, and, I, and I've decided that I think it's better off to give that round to Khabib. And I think it is because of that takedown, the move to mount, the uh, the attempt at the arm bar, which was defended well, but it was it was there. Um, I think I probably discounted that to too high a degree. And so, yeah, I think this is probably a Khabib round, even though uh, Ben Cartledge and Sal D'Amato gave it to Gaethje like I did initially. Uh, Derek Cleary was the one who saw this one for Khabib, and I think he's probably uh, the right score with hindsight as a benefit. Yeah, I mean, I still don't mind it going to Gaethje because he did hurt him. Oh yeah, so... no, there's it's it's a defensible score. There's nothing wrong with giving that round to Gaethje. There just isn't, especially when you consider the fact that Cartledge and D'Amato they have a better view of what's going on there. Like they know how much those strikes are actually hurting. Gaethje or Khabib they're in there they can see it a lot better than we can yeah they're right and that's something that gets lost a lot for us at home definitely it's it's different sitting in the chair guys just got to remember that ultimately it didn't matter Khabib took it out of the hands in the second round honestly if you probably had another 30 seconds in the first round we might not have uh even been talking about round two that's true yeah but yeah that was that was obviously the only round we had to talk about from that fight but we did have some interesting scorecards turned in for the uh the only three decisions of the event, they all ended up being kind of curious, right? Or not curious, but at least something worth at least discussing in our contested rounds. Yeah, interesting rounds. Interesting, interesting scorecards. Not bad. We don't mean interesting in a denigrating way. Um, but let's talk about the co-main event here. This one between Robert Whitaker and Jared Cannonier, where Whitaker got the unanimous nod, all 29-28s from the judges. But they were split on how they gave the 29-28s. We had first round and second round where there wasn't unanimous agreement. So let's start in round one. How did you see this one? I gave this one to Cannoneer. Okay, me too. I thought the leg kicks were really adding up. Me too. I agree. I I definitely favored the leg kick offense that was coming from Cannoneer there. Not that Whitaker wasn't doing work with his hands as well. He started to um, find his rhythm a little bit later, later in the round. A little bit later. And I think there is a tendency to favor the later work. Uh, not necessarily the judges, but... Among people watching at home, I did get the sense a lot of people thought Whitaker won the first round. Uh, you saw that a lot in the tweets that they were putting up on the UFC broadcast. Uh, but Whitaker actually did get the round on Derek Cleary and Saldamato's card. Uh, it was only David Leatherby who agreed with you and I that Cannoneer won that round. So split round. I could see a case for both men. I don't think it's it's egregious to go one way or the other, but I definitely thought those leg kicks were pretty harsh. Yeah, okay. they were they were solid, and he he should have kept up with them. He should have, yeah. He definitely backed off it in round two, which is why in round two I thought Whitaker took that. As did I. Yeah. So you know, again, we're agreeing here. Uh, and David Leatherby also agreed with us, but his other two judges, uh, Cleary and D'Amato, they went for Cannonier, so they were opposite of each other. Yeah, this one was a bit strange to me. I thought 
Whitaker was totally in control this round. He had his jab working really good, busting up I do, Cannoneer pretty good. I do have good. trouble. Uh, yeah, I have trouble seeing the Cannoneer argument here. I'm not saying it's a bad one. I'm not saying it's a bad round, but yeah, I I really thought this was a good Whitaker round. Yeah, I, I thought this was pretty clear for Whitaker. Yeah, but again, they see things different cage side. It's just, it's something we, again, I yeah. don't think we talk about it enough on the show. Really, really, and we really ought to point it out more, I think. We can certainly try. Just to give it food for thought, you know? I mean, I was, I was like, I was so disappointed that this fight went to one round. Mainly because Sal D'Amato was pitching a perfect game. <laughs> he hadn't turned in a, a, a single round until this fight. And I was rooting for him to not have to turn in a single round. I don't know if that's considered a perfect game. I'm pretty sure that's considered, um, At least, what, do you, what do you call it when all of your opponents forfeit and you keep moving on in a tournament? I mean, obviously Sal was the reason for these finishes. <laughs> um, I think's not my friend. <laughs> um, but again, you know, this fight, it ended up coming down 29, 28 all for Whitaker because Whitaker ended up having a very good third round. Uh, so he got it on all three cards. So clear winner. I don't think anybody disagreed with Whitaker getting the nod here, especially with the way we saw Cannoneer finish that fight. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're someone who just wants to call a winner and you don't, you know, GAF about how fights are actually scored, I think it's pretty easy to say Whitaker won that fight. Yeah. Whitaker definitely won and he should be next in line for a rematch, uh, with Adesanya for the belt. Sounds like he will be. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what comes out of that. Different fighter. We did have though, we should move on though. We've got, we've got two more fights we want to get to uh, from the undercard with some interesting scoring, right? Yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, so Casey Kenny versus Nathaniel Wood. Kenny getting the unanimous nod, one thirty twenty seven, two twenty nine twenty eights in a really really awesome and excellent hundred forty pound catchweight fight. This is, these are bantamweights. They just fought at one hundred forty, I guess, just to make the cut a little easier. Whatever, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I got no issue with that. Uh, mm-hmm. This fight was basically what a split decision normally looks like. Yeah, but, uh, but it as came it out ended to, up, yeah. it was unanimous, right? I mean, this was a unanimous one. So, But let's talk about it. Round one, all the judges agreed that this was a Kenny round. I actually thought Wood took it. It was a very close round. I don't yeah. want to talk about this too deeply because I'm, I'm very much in the minority here, but I did think it was a closer round than I think a lot of people did. Oh, I think, are we talking about round one? Yeah, round one. We don't have to get deep into it. Yeah, round one, all I, round one, I thought, was very close. I just gave it to Kenny because I thought he landed harder. Okay. I, My, and yeah, I can see that. He what, definitely landed the harder strikes, but I I thought that the leg kicks were doing very good yeah, work. Yeah, they were good. Uh, so that was that was essential. I think I favored a lot of leg kicks on, on this event for some reason. I don't know what it Maybe it was just my <laughs> mood or something. Who knows? But, uh, but I, I definitely favored that there. So as much as I am in the minority on that one, I think it can go either way. I, I don't think it's a big big deal to actually go one way or the other here round two this was where the judges started to splinter uh with two of them cleary and leatherby going for kenny and the third cartilage saw it for wood i saw it for wood too did you i went for wood this time he actually had a a a distinct advantage in volume here and he continued with the good leg kicks was landing good impact I, i thought this was pretty clear for wood i did too i was actually quite surprised to see Cleary and Leatherby, again, the majority of the judges went for Kenny here. Um, again, they're seeing things that we're not. They're able to. They can hear things. They, they, they've got a lot more available to them. But I, sitting at home, I, I have to agree with Cartledge here. I think he got it right. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know what the thing is? Kenny was throwing so hard. It seems like he wanted he to was. take the guy's head off with every single strike he threw. Yeah. 
I'm stunned he was able so, to keep up even remotely similar a pace. He slowed a little bit. He couldn't keep yeah. it up as the way it was forever. But yeah, it was it was pretty stunning. Just a really high volume, even for a bantamweight, 140 mm-hmm. pound fight. Uh, round three, though, another split round. Uh, this time it was Cartledge and Leatherby seeing it for Kenny. And it was Cleary who saw this one for Wood. How do you see it? I went for Kenny. I got the same scorecard as Ben Cartledge. Uh, another yeah. close round. I just thought Kenny... He- he had the better uh, impact, more pop on his shots, and yeah. it was close enough I'm where that you. was that's what that was the deciding factor. Yeah, this this was a Kenny round. I agree with Cartledge. I agree with you. I agree with David Leatherby. I think this was definitely a round where you could see Wood slowing down, and it was starting to hurt his ability to win the round. Although obviously Cleary gave it to him, so so we had that. Um, an interesting scorecard uh, on the whole to be able to give the third round to wood again close fight overall i don't think anything was crazy here but but i it was uh i was a little surprised at the way rounds two and three were scored oh yeah uh more so round two yeah more so round two i would agree uh but yeah i mean ultimately as much as i saw two rounds for wood here i think it's totally fine to give this one to kenny on the whole i felt like he won the fight you know again with a with a non-scored just sitting back and saying which guy looked like he fought better. I think Kenny. So I'm okay with it. I have no problems with it, yeah. but, but my scorecard, I stand behind it. You know, first two rounds to wood. Yeah. Is he four and now in 2020 Casey Kenny? I think he I'm is. not certain. Uh, he's, he's had a great year. That's for sure. Um, and I've had my eye on him for a while. I hope he really like, not that woods a bad fight, but I hope he gets one of those, you know, top 15 kind of guys and really starts getting to break into the upper echelon. I, yeah. I'd like to see him get yeah. something good next. Yeah. Let's see it. Now one more, again, Another decision here. And this one, we had a split draw. Very interesting. <laughs> you you don't get too many of those, but when you do, it's always interesting because you know that, obviously, the nature of a split draw, every judge saw something different. Yeah. They, they, one guy had one fighter winning the fight. The other guy had the other fighter winning the fight. And one guy had a draw. So The very nature of a split draw, my friend. That is a split draw. Sorry if I had to you know spell it out for you, but that's I all, had that's to. That's all right. But anyway... We're here to educate, my friend. I'll watch Sam Alvey fight every single time. This guy, it just brings it. He's so much fun. There, There's matchups where it actually turns out to be pretty stale, but usually it's against, um, I mean, the one fight that comes to mind is him against Elias Theodoro. That was not a fun fight. Okay, I never want to watch that guy fight again. <laughs> well, you're not a fan of him. I understand. Round one was the first of two rounds that was split uh, between Sudu Jung and, and Sam Alvey, of course. Uh, and Round one, though... Dow Ransom was the only judge who saw it for Jung. He gave it 10-9, whereas Cartledge and Leatherby, who are on this one again, they saw it for Alvi. Did you see it for Alvi or Jung? Yeah, I, I saw this one for Alvi. I thought he was fighting really well off his back foot, landing good shots, getting the better reactions every time he landed. Definitely a fun round. Jung was pressing the action, but he really wasn't throwing all that much. So I, mean, I went for Alvi. I was a little surprised that this was a split round, too. I thought this was, was kind of clear for... Alvi. Yeah, every time he hit him, he got a good reaction. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Uh, you know, I didn't get to watch it over again today, uh, this particular round. But yeah, not a lot really stuck out for me uh, in terms of Jung. Is it a bad round? I mean, probably not. Again, these judges are seeing something that we're not. So I don't, you know, Ransom having a different score than Leatherby and Cartilage, I don't think is a big deal. Yeah, not so much. I, I just think it was pretty clear for Alvi. I did too. But, you know, Jung did land uh, some shots. So 
Yeah, it wasn't a shutout. It wasn't a shutout. But uh, you know, both these guys both hit hard, uh, as we saw, especially mm-hmm. from Jung in round three, where he started to really put it together. Yeah, he dropped him with an elbow. Oh, and, and I should mention, this comes after a round two that everyone gave to Alvi. Oh, yeah. Alvi clearly won round two. So um, at this point, not only on the cards is Jung down, but I think there was a sense he was down too. So even though he didn't know it, I think they probably felt the urgency to push. Uh, and yeah, like you said, it was really starting to work, right? Yeah. And, and round three was definitely the clearest round of the three to score. I mean, Jung drops him with an elbow, bangs him with some good shots against the cage. But Alvi comes back and lands like three or four really solid uppercuts. We're like, well, well, all right, tide's kind of turning here. He didn't really, he didn't really pass the threshold of him winning the round at that point for me. But then Jung hurt him again, and then Al- Jung hurt him re- when he hurt him. He really hurt him. But he didn't follow up with anything. He just clinched him basically for the rest of the round. Yes, that is my major issue that I have because this round, no one disputes that Jung won it. But what the judges disagreed on was, was it a ten nine or a ten eight? We had. Leatherby and Ransom both saw it as 10-9, but Cartledge went for the 10-8 score. Um, and I I watched that one again today because I wanted to make sure what potentially could have been there as far as the three Ds and how many Ds were checking off and that kind of thing. I have trouble checking off dominance and duration for this round. I totally agree. I, I think damage, obviously, it's very clear he checked that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> look, this is a round that I would love to give a 10-8. But I mean, but I just for for my interpretation of the scoring, which is not as good as that of Leatherby, Ransom, and Cartledge. Uh, my understanding is that this is supposed to be kind of a, a lopsided ten nine, as opposed to anything that could approach the ten eight. Yeah, I I would have given it a ten eight in our scoring system. Yeah, but in you know the one that's actually used that counts. I think finding dominance or duration is kind of a stretch. I, I didn't. I don't see it. Uh, I saw Alvi continue to fight back, uh, so I don't know. I mean, maybe if he was against the cl- uh, against the cage after he hurts him the second time and just kept wailing on him, I could see it because you know. Yeah, I, I would like to see a little more um, pressing of the action, like you're saying. But I just don't see the ten eight. I think so, but at the same time, I also kind of look at this fight and say, "Hey, the result was a draw. Is that kind of okay with me? Having seen what we saw for 15 minutes, and yeah, okay." Yeah, it's a fun fight. Uh, I'm okay with nobody winning this and no one losing it. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, neither why guy. Not? Neither. I mean, neither guy is gonna suffer from it. So. No, I don't think so. I mean, look, Sam Alvey's still Sam Alvey. He comes. He, he has a purpose. He comes in there, brings the action. He might get knocked out. He might knock you out. He might get a he might bonus. Just fight five rounds and make it fun. But that's his job, basically. Yeah. At this point, he's not, he's not gonna fight for the title anytime soon. Yeah, he's a fun. He's just a fun fighter. He is, he is. Well, that was all the contested rounds we had, though. But we did have one for the 10-8 watch, and that was in Miranda Maverick. Amazing name, and that's a real name. Uh, getting the first round TKO by Doctor Stoppage after the first round over Liana Jojua. Uh, big cut on the nose. I was stunned that they actually stopped it for that. Yeah, I don't agree with that stoppage. I mean, her vision wasn't impeded or anything. It's like it didn't seem to impact her ability to defend herself or anything like that which is i mean maybe i'm wrong in my interpretation but my understanding is that it should be for something that looks out for their you know their health and that kind of thing but we've seen fights stopped for other things like that there was uh i I believe leslie smith had a fight stop because her cauliflower ear popped uh same thing of course with 
Kimbo Slice. Well, I guess that's a, that you don't want someone to lose their ear. I mean, but I don't think she was in. Sure, any these are different situations. I don't think her nose. I don't think Jojua's nose was about to fall off her face and and turn into yeah. a Voldemort or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, because this one all, went all the way through round one, and then it was stopped between rounds. We did have scores turned in, so we did get to see that Maverick got Maverick. I just love that. Uh, Great name. Got two out of three ten nines, whereas. Daryl Ransom gave a 10-8, unlike Cartledge and Cleary. Did you think that this was a 10-8 round? I did, and I, I went 10-9 for Maverick. Uh, she, okay. I mean, she was pouring it on a little bit. She had definitely got the damage, obviously. Uh, yep. I, I think it's, the other thing is the duration and the dominance. The duration is actually one that, even though I saw this as a 10-9, I think you could probably make a case for duration here. Yeah. Uh, I'll because be, of the, the way she was that. definitely keeping on it with her attack. Yeah, she, you know... When you go for it, that's when you earn these 10-8s. Yeah, so if I understand it correctly, that makes sense as a reason you could go for a 10-8 for Ransom. So, or from Ransom, I should say. Uh, I can understand the 10-8 score here. I just disagree with it. Yeah, that that's a fair assessment. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, but of course, you know, we did have a couple more rounds turned in that we don't need to discuss because they were unanimous uh, among the judges. Laura Murphy... In her second round submission, looking fantastic against Lilia Shakirova. Uh, she got the first round 10-9 on all three cards. Uh, same thing for Alexander Volkov, who got his finish of Walt Harris in round two. He also got 10-9 round one unanimously. Uh, but yeah, we didn't really have a lot of fights where rounds needed to be turned in. You know, we had six first round finishes. Yeah, that, love those first round finishes. Just get it out of the way. Knock them out. Sub them out. Now, now, look, I think probably it's easy for us to call Khabib getting the walk-off end-of-career triangle choke. That's an easy one to say as our favorite finish, but let's give some love to some of these other guys here and gals. Who did you find to be your favorite finish of the night? Uh, the opening bout of the night, Joel Alvarez defeating Alexander Yokolev via armbar after yep. having him in a guillotine that was so tight, I don't know how he didn't pass out from it. But he ended up escaping from it, and Alvarez was like, all right, I'll just take your arm. And it was just very the only smooth. Reason, the only reason I'm going to push back on you, and obviously it's your personal preference, so you're not wrong. The only reason I would say that this doesn't rank as one of my favorite finishes of the night is because Yakovlev has lost by armbar now five times. Well, he lost it's, that way it's again. It's kind of, it's his kryptonite. It's like, it's like saying, oh, you know, I knocked out Alistair Overeem. It's like, so, well, so did a billion other people. So he's the polar opposite of Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> him versus ronda rousey would be a fight that most definitely i would at least give ronda a chance to win <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm teasing here there's a there's a billion reasons why that wouldn't work uh chief of which is ronda doesn't fight anymore yeah <laughs> but uh you had to have a favorite other than khabib i did and i think you'll agree with mine and i think you'll understand why i picked it because magomed ankalaev finally put an end to the year-long drama and put out iwan kute laba for good there was no playing possum there was no acting there was no pretending to be knocked out on his feet from kutilaba if he was pretending i mean give him the oscar because that dude was out well then the referee made sure he wasn't pretending yeah yeah he, he went out he, he, he gave a long sure. long rope <laughs> uh in this one you know we didn't have a same situation where as again as we saw back in february the two of them fight and uncle Ayev gets the finish but Kutilaba was kind of playing 
you know, he's pretending to be knocked out and that kind of thing. And uh, uh, supposedly anyway, you know, it seems like that, but that was what caused uh referee Kevin McDonald to step in and stop it. But, you know, I think we now have the definitive answer that we probably looking back already really had all along. Right. Yeah. He flattened him. Uh, there's no doubt about which of these two men is the better fighter. And that wraps it up for the Couchside Judges. Uh, you know, we're moving on starting uh, on Friday here, previewing the Anderson Silva versus Uriah Hall card. We might even have something special for you. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll, we'll see you soon. Take care, everyone.